All right, welcome back to Southside Sports, guys. This is a true tradition like any other. Yes, we- sir. The Urinator just went yard. He hit one about 500 feet just a second ago. Oh, my we God. We're sitting here. We're getting ready to start this recording here. And Mikey's man coming out, out of the gates. He called it. He said, get the Urinator. I'm excited to see him. We turn on the game. He off the concourse. Just <laughs> yeah, smashed he just, it. he just hit the furthest home run I've ever seen in the Sox Park. I mean, it was a fucking no-doubter. It was a blast. And then right before that, Makata hit one. They just went back to back. Like Nick Nick pointed out, the Yermator's got a little Sammy Sosa in him. He's feeling the crowd. He's feeling himself. I couldn't be more happier than the guy. He's 28 years old. Spent a lot of time in the minors. He was a rule, I think he's a rule five pick, which means pretty much anybody could draft you because you've been on someone's like system for such a long time. Yeah, right? and then you just gotta make their 40 man their 25 man roster. Someone else can pick you up, something like that. Yeah, so I'm telling you what, Eloy who? Hey, Eloy, take your time. Get well, man. No rush back. We got the young fella, Yerman Mercedes, just putting balls 500 feet out of the, out of the uh, whatever this park's called now, the rate. Yeah, but let's hold up here. Now, remember what happened last night in the game. 4-1 lead for the White Sox. Tony La Russa made a pitching change, and I think he fell asleep. Yeah, um... Somebody needs to hook up an IV bag in a dugout with a little B12 in it for Tony. <laughs> because um, I've heard a lot this morning. And he, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not saying the Sox, sad, obviously we're not going to panic. But he's fucked up about three games so far, four games so far. They've hit a lead in almost every game so far. And with the tinkering with the bullpen, I mean, spring training is for figuring out what you got. We gave Liam Hendricks, we made him the highest paid closer in baseball, and yesterday he was play, he was pitching in fucking mop-up time. Not when the game was on the line time, because he had so many days in between that he was going to pitch yesterday no matter what. And, of course, we don't bring him in in a high-leverage situation. We bring him in when we're already losing 9-4. to four. So it's frustrating. The, the, as far as the bullpen being so talented, and we know that they are, when I see, like, Jose Ruiz is the worst person in the bullpen. You get an inning out of him without any runs, you better chalk it up as a, as a win. But then he goes back for a second inning, Tony, on Sunday Night Baseball and blows the fucking game. Liam Hendricks is in the dugout, or in the bullpen. He's not even pitching. And then we got last night, Matt Foster, who's probably, if he's not the worst, he's the second worst. You got to face three guys. He faces three guys. Run coming in, run coming in, run coming in. Okay, that's the rule. We get it. Maybe somebody get up. No, nobody's nobody's warming up. He f- faces his fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. After his eighth batter, you know what? Now we're losing eight to four, and we blow another game. Now it's out of reach, you know? But as far as Tony being a Hall of Fame baseball person, and he invented the bullpen, I've heard, all, I've heard it all. He speaks Spanish. He's this, he's that. It's been 10 years since the guy managed. The game has changed since he wrote his book about the bullpen to now. It really it has, okay? Like, you can't pitch for, to one batter anymore. You can't. The closer only pitches a ninth inning, and that's it, dude. Francona with Andrew Miller with the Cleveland, to me, like, revolutionized what the bullpens are now. That was, like, the, the starting of it. And that was, like, what, like five years ago? What do you think? Yeah, it just, you know, it, times have changed, but you know what? He is still, you know, he, 
when you're the originator, Mike, you're the originator. You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you they all they always come to you for the answers because you started it. But you know, going in seeing it, you know, watching that game last night, I turned it off early. You know, not being a White Sox fan, but I, I I'm trying to tune in so we could keep this sports conversation going a little bit more. But I just I woke up this morning, I couldn't believe the news. You know, he's gonna take some time to get his feet back wet. You know, it's been a while, 10 years, times have changed, the game has changed a little bit, and he he's just got to adjust a little bit, and I think, you know, once he gets his feet wet, he's going to he's gonna do well, and he'll be right back where he left off, and hopefully he keeps everything, you know, keeps it close and doesn't blow too many more games, because, right. you know, every game is precious. 162 games, everyone counts. And and like we talked about before, even though you're not playing 60, you're playing 162. There's a lot of times when these game when these uh seasons come down to an end and you're a half a game back, you're a game back. There's there's so precious when you're winning a game 5 to nothing and just to blow a game like that is very frustrating. It especially to Seattle you're one game away from sweeping Seattle after starting off a little slow against the Angels, and you get your you can get back above 500 and all that, and then boom, you blow the game like that. And now you you kind of you're limping home a little bit. Start the homestand, and now with their home opening day, they start off three zero, three three to nothing. So we'll see. But my whole thing with the bullpen is like you got somebody's got to let Tony know. Listen, Tony. If it's if it's a high leverage situation, man, we gotta go. We got Kopech, we got Crochet, we got Aaron Bummer, we got Liam Hendricks. There's four or five names that should be, you know, brought up before a Matt Foster and a Jose Ruiz, Ruiz of the world. We got guys. Well, and the other thing is, it, it is still new. It's a new season. You don't want to rush all these guys. Start piling up these innings early it's gonna you know they're in for they're in for it for the long haul they want to win the world series you know tim anderson saying we are the best team in the american league let's just ride it out and you know you got to save some of these innings here you got to see what these guys got and uh either they're going to get it done or they're not so you know you always got to be mindful of these innings because all these pitchers are precious and you got two guys in the in the bullpen with crochet and kopech who have had arm injuries in the past, and you got to make sure these guys come back slowly. You want them there when it comes down crunch time. You know, just take a look at what happened with you guys last year uh, in the, in the playoffs. What yeah. happened? You know, we were coming down. We didn't. You didn't have a third starter then, and they were fighting back and forth of who they're going to go with. And then they went with this bullpen by committee after four, whatever two batters. Right, right. And, and the thing just blew up. So. You guys got a quality bullpen. Let's keep these arms fresh, and you want to, you know, you want to win it all. Yeah, and the only thing problem I have, you know, they asked Tony, "What happened yesterday with the?" Well, I just did a bad job managing yesterday. I just, I just, you know, I, I did, you know, I didn't do my job right. I just don't want to fucking hear that. In a, in a year that you're supposed to win the World Series, I honestly just don't want to hear that. I'd rather have him say. We're trying. We're trying to get foster confidence. You know, give me a line. Don't don't tell me that you know we when Reinsdorf hired you, we're bringing a guy in with all this World Series, blah blah blah. You know, Phil Jackson went back and coached the net, the Knicks too. You know, they he tried. It's different when you come back. Okay, like if we lived in the past, we we wouldn't be able to move forward. You know, I hate <laughs> to say it, but 
you know, there's been coaches, Hall of Fame coaches that have come back. I forget who the guy was with the Phillies. He he won a World Series with them, and he came back and tried to do the same thing. Charlie Manuel? Yeah, Charlie Manuel. Sometimes it does not work. Like, that was my whole skepticism when the season started. And then, look, you get Eloy goes down. Now T.A.'s hurt. He's banged up, you know, 10-day. But it's still, things can snowball, and you could be 10 games out before you know it. And And I hate to be like a downer, but... It could happen that way. So yeah, and you got to be careful because the Twins, man, they're they're what, showing they're not letting up. What did I what did I say on the show? They just go out and they win. They know how to win. They they have four new starter pitchers every year, and Jose Barrios. And they just win. And Rocco's got him. He's a young manager. I'm just saying it's something. And the Sox, and a lot of you know, I didn't really care for Renteria. We all know he was like a bridge coach, and he got a lot of scrutiny. And rightfully so sometimes, and I thought sometimes he, he didn't deserve it. But, you know, Tony's supposed to be, everybody's going to be on track. I, that's all i seen this whole first week was base running errors, fielding errors. I know that's part of the game, and they're human. But it was a lot of dumb shit like you seen last year. Renteria would have got dragged all over Chicago for. These guys can't run bases. These guys are still doing the same things they did last year. And we'll see going forward, but you can't drop you know games to Seattle. They're playing Kansas City tonight. The Twins pound these bad teams. They were pounding Detroit. The Twins do that to the bad teams. They beat bad teams. So, on a good note though, Yerman and my I've been <laughs> I've been on Carlos Rodon. How bad he's been. The young fellow, the new pitching coach, Ethan Katz. I don't know what he did. The guy's throwing harder than he's ever thrown. And he's, they said he's more direct to the plate. He don't have no swooping arm angle, whatever. He's more like Giolito short arm in it. He looked real good. Yeah, I mean, just fire strikes. And then that's just been his MO. You know, they, they're talking about in spring training and, and his first start. Just fire, trust your fastball. Right. And I hope Let Dylan Cease watched a little bit. Just watch. Yeah. Because you don't have to nibble, man, when you throw 98-99. Cease has still got the whole... He's nibbling against the Angels. He got in trouble, and then he settled down. But your boy Shohei and the Angels, I'm thinking to myself today, if the Sox don't get their shit together, I'm thinking the Jays and the Angels are going to be the wild card teams. The Angels might even win the division. They look good, man. Well, I told you. That was my pick. I said, Joe Madden, he doesn't go anywhere. doesn't. He makes sure he wins. Shohei balled out. He hit a hundred a few times. He hit a hundred and then run. he had that exit. So he had the hardest pitch thrown in the opening weekend. And, hard and then he had a hard yes. Dude, <laughs> he's a baller, man. Yeah. If he guy. stays healthy, and, I, and he's like really key to their success. But if he stays healthy and you get trout a trout year, they're gonna be in it. They are. And Upton hit a I think he had a couple homers off the socks. You know, he hasn't really done much since the old Arizona days. So yeah, just you know, Joe always finds a way to get the best out of people, and he's just he's just one of those managers that kind of gets these young guys and gets that young talent, and you know, with the right mix of veterans, and and he he just has these guys ready to play every day. You know, yeah. he doesn't ask much out of them, but he asks you to play the game. And, you know, and if you want to come hit today, we hit. If we don't want to hit today, you don't come in and hit. Right, and it's funny because I'm watching the the series, and I'm like, damn, there's like four or five guys I've never even heard of on that roster. But, you know, they've probably been in their system. They're getting a shot. And just like Mercedes, you don't know until you someone gets a shot. Give them a shot. They got a young catcher. He hit all weekend. Like, uh, like um, 
Uh, Sunday Night Baseball, you couldn't even listen to that because that was like basically LaRusso's Hall of Fame speech. They're just talking how great Tony is. But Saturday and Friday, they were like, look, these guys can play a little bit. And, you know, when you got like Andrew to Simmons and, and I love Albert and stuff, when you got those veterans that you pay so much money to and Justin Upton, a lot of guys can't break through because you got to justify the contracts. And now that some of those guys kind of leaving and Simmons left, they made a trade. Yeah, some these guys are getting shots, man. And uh, they look good. Yeah, it's a good – I mean, like we we said last week, I think, you know, this is one of the best times of year other than that, when that fall rolls around. You get this first spring air, and look, we had a gorgeous week that we got to enjoy, so it really felt like, you know, uh, summer, almost summer was here. Oh, man, it was nice. I mean, it was gorgeous. Sitting out here, we had practice all week. I'm in shorts and a T-shirt, feeling the heat from the turf. Like, man, yeah. my shoes are on fire. I mean, that, this is greatest, you know – one of the greatest weeks. We had the wrap up of the Final Four here. You know, this the national championship. We have the Masters going on right now as we speak. Um, it's just a, a wonderful time of year. Baseball's here. You know, I just it's very exciting to see what's going on on the South Side. But then we go to the North Side, Mike. It's yep. just I don't know what's going on. I mean, we're hitting well below the Mendoza line. <laughs> As a team. Uh, as a team. Yeah. Uh, they had, uh, I think it was up to like 24 consecutive at-bats where they didn't get a hit. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were really struggling. They were able to pour on some offense today um, to take the, the home opener from the Pirates. Uh, but it's just, it, are we back to the same, same old, same old with these Cubs? But at the same time, they're on base percentage. You know, they're they're getting all these walks. Right. And, you know, hearing David Ross talk the other day about uh, their, their approach at the plate. Yeah, they want them to get the walks. The on-base percentage is nice. But sometimes you got to take advantage of those first couple of pitches oh, and yeah. really be sitting on it. And if it get, uh, get me over fastball. Get me over hook. You know, you got to do something sometimes, right? And, and that's a, what I think the Cubs haven't been doing. They haven't been taking advantage of these pitch counts or, you know, or, or the count in their favor or anything like that. And, you know, maybe after him making his little speech and talking to the team, whatever, hey, let's be a little more aggressive, you know, and earlier in the count, right. take that fastball pitch and let's drive it somewhere. Yeah. And it, it kind of showed today, you know, the big three went for homers today. Yeah. Um, so, uh, who who knows? Their pitching has been pretty good. Has Their starting good. pitching has, has been, been really good. good. Um, other than really than the uh, opening day with uh, Hendricks. With the professor, yeah. When he came back yesterday and, you know, had six innings, no runs, or seven innings, no, no runs given up. So, I just I just hope they can sit here and compete because I, I just think it's just gonna blow up here before we before we know it. Yeah, you could kind of feel it coming, but like you said, you play Pittsburgh, you know, after the opening day blunder, you, you win, you win. You know if you think the Cubs are gonna make the playoffs or be close, Milwaukee's a playoff caliber team. How do you shape up against Milwaukee? You know, Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh. You still got to win those games, but you know Milwaukee's pitching is good. You know Woodruff is good, and he he's a he's really good. He's solid, man. The rest of the guys that shut you down like that, you're not going against Garrett Cole and Trevor Bauer. I mean, geez, come on, man. Um, yeah, and I know, think I think in their first six games, they only had 
uh, 18 hits total or some crazy it's, stat like that. Oh, Pantera just hit a frozen rope. But uh, I tell you what, the Cubs, as far as, you know, it's always like the all or nothing is back. You know, they've had a hard time manufacturing runs for the last few years, you know. Instead of like double-double single, it's like home run or like the, what did they do? They hit four solo shots? Three uh, solo no, shots? they had two run. Uh, Bias hit a two-run homer today. And two with, solos. Two, two solos, yeah. Yeah. It but just, all, the, all the runs are coming off home runs again. And, you know, it's like uh, – I'm tired of hearing how good Ian happened. Fuck if Jock Peterson didn't spring training, dude. Unless you can do it when the games matter, I'm tired of hearing it. Like I was telling, not you, but I was telling a lot of Cub fans, buddies. Like I went to a Final Four, or Final Four party. I'm like, look, Jock Peterson is Jock Peterson. Okay, he's gonna have stretches where he don't get hits for like 20 to 30 at bats. All right, that's the way he is. That's why he lost his starting job every day in, in the Dodgers. He was the platoon guy. And Ian Happ's the same way. You know, he bounces around, he gets hot, then he's not. What was Jock, like one for 16, then he hit that homer? Yeah, he hit the homer. Then. But it's... it's. What was his first hit? It's this... It's it's kind of pisses me off because Shorb should be there still. They're the same guy. I don't know. It, it's it's just... It's frustrating. I, and I'm not even a Cub fan, but I'm fr- it's frustrating to me because you, you, you cut guys loose for what, uh, you know, Jock to be 0 for first 16. And yeah, but even you know, I said that the other day to myself. I said, you know, I do miss Schwarberg, I do miss Lester, but at the same time, it's just like, holy crap, here we are. It's the same thing over and over again. Like, what yeah. are we doing? Yep. We should have just kept him. At least we love the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing. You didn't have to meet anybody new. No. The whole clubhouse knew him and everything. We didn't have to reprint jerseys, you know. We could have still wore. some money. <laughs> yeah. You know, I still could have wore my she, she, whatever they call them, uh, the T-shirt jerseys, oh, yeah, whatever. Sure, your jersey. Your jersey. Yeah, <laughs> I could have worn my jersey. But, you know, I just, it just, it's it's very hard and, and frustrating. I, I'm really, I'm really trying not to pay attention because in order for me to watch the Cubs, I got to put on the app and all this kind of stuff and I, I just don't even bother. I'd rather just turn to 665 and let's just watch the White Sox. Yeah. It's much easier for me. Yeah. Now, as far as the Cubs rotation goes, that Mills is in the bullpen now? The yes. Guy that, won, that guy that threw the no hitters in the bullpen. Who else filling out the rotation? It's it's uh. It goes uh, Hendricks. Hendricks. Lester. Ari- no, I mean, Arietta. Sorry. Wrong, uh, old, wrong old pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> Hendricks, Arietta. Sorry. We, we go to the bullpen. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Hendricks, Arietta, um, uh, Davies, uh, Zach Davies, yeah, who they yeah. got in the trade, in San Diego, okay, and then that Trevor Williams from Pittsburgh, okay, and, and then, then Alonzale or whatever, yeah, yeah, Adbert Alzale, yeah, okay, yeah, because I knew I knew that Williams was the guy I was missing because I'm like I heard I seen Al Mills come in I'm like this is the guy that threw the no no who's who took his spot but it's it is a guy from the Pits from the Pirates who was good. Was a high pick, and then he's yeah. He was a high pick, and he had a really good year, and then he got hurt, and then he couldn't. Yeah, he back. had a hard time coming back. How's Kimbrel been? Uh, Kimbrel's been pretty lights out here. Um, there you go. Another guy to trade at the deadline. Well, I hope so because that's what you get. You get the most for those closers. Oh, you do. You get a lot for the closers. And the if closers are keep... streaky year to year. If they feel it again, they start feeling themselves. You can get some prospects for a closer. Hey, I'll take it. Hey, I mean, not it, no, no more shortstops. Maybe a second baseman, third baseman. <laughs> well, I mean, if we just take a look at what the Cubs did for Chapman, I mean, we gave up the farm. 
Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably I mean, one of the best young players in baseball. And it was yeah. just, it's just sad to see. But I mean, hey, what did you give up the, for Q? Woo! I mean, if you get a guy that's hot and pitched, you can get something for him. So let's just see. How was he hit? Like velocity, high nineties again? Yeah, he's been in ninety-seven, been over ninety-seven. So he's up there. He, he's 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 closed out the game today. So hey, let's just keep it going, and we'll see what happens with the Cubs moving forward. Um, don't know. They just need to start hitting. That's I don't know what else yeah, there, yeah, there is under, to say. Under two hundred as a team going into today. Yeah, it was so. one sixty-four. Oh God, that's rough, man. As a team, that's rough. That means, like, nobody's hot, right? Nobody. <laughs> as far so, as the rest, rest of the league, anything else surprise you? Any surprises? We had a couple benches clearing. One was in the Cub game, and one was in the, the Reds game. The Reds game. That one was kind of funny. Like, to me, that was no different than anybody yeah, celebrating any the home run. Flip. Hey, Nick, Nicholas Castellanos has a hoodie on that's five sizes too big for him, and, you know, he's, he's up there batting. It's like a Little League game at, at Fireman's Park. We don't have a cold gear to give the guy that fits him a little snug. You know, that thing was, it was the biggest, baggiest hoodie I've ever seen. And he goes up there, you know, he just does a, just a little bad flip. He kind of flipped it, if I, maybe twirled three times. But I couldn't believe that. You know, the Cardinals, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Cardinals have always been like, we got to enforce the baseball rules. They're like the baseball rules enforcers. I don't know if it's like just, in their in their written handbook when they show up when they get signed but they always do this like yadi's like the guy you know he you can't well, do that all on started watch. with your guy tony well yeah tony's a jag i don't like tony so, so there's un- all these unwritten <laughs> rules were enforced by tony yeah and yadi, yeah. yadi's got it like in like he did a tony just like put branded the rules on him and he's got to like i gotta do this till i die you know I just, I mean, I didn't think it was a play at the plate and because it, it was a pitcher sliding in and they threw the ball back. But, I mean, it was a heck of a slide by him and he was safe. Boy, I don't think the Cubs team here, our batting average would be 160-something if Castellano. No. Dude, he rakes. And, by the way, the Reds are 5-1. and one. <laughs> We we talk so much shit about the Reds. We knew they would score runs, though. I mean. We did say we, that. We knew that they were going to score runs, but. Maybe they're pitching, just new pitching coach. I don't really know. I don't follow them that close, but good for them. <clears throat> the division's open. Somebody do something. You could win it. Yeah, worst division in baseball. I hate to say it, but it sure but is. I tell you what, that's that, what is it? Eduardo Suarez, he's, good hit, he's a good hitter. And Castellanos, they got some guys over there. They're, they can hit. I don't know. Pitching wise, do they still got Sonny Gray? They do have Sonny Gray, and I was like Cat- Bauer would stay. In Castillo. Oh, yeah, Castillo can pitch. Yeah. It's Pedro's, like, pupil or whatever. He, Pedro helps him. He's a young guy. Good for the Reds, man. They had so many years. Ovado well, still there, you know. Joey Votto. Been there for 15 years. I can years. do it. I mean, it's... I mean, those first basemen, that's the only thing the National League Central has going for them. Is yeah. They're just the first baseman. Paulie Goldschmidt league. and Rizzo and uh, Votto. Votto. And you had Josh Bell. Josh Bell was uh, He's gone. So, but, yeah, nothing really surprised me going on. I, I don't think I really paid too much attention um, to the week. I think I was more in tune to the basketball. Yeah. Um, but that didn't live up to There's expectation. A bit of a letdown, yeah. Yeah. Huge letdown. I thought the Zags were going to at least try to 
play some basketball for a little bit. They cut it to nine at one point. Yeah, I right, think that was right the closest. Yeah. That was the closest they got. And Baylor is just too tough. That defense, man. Tell you what, you know, like Scott Drew. I remember when I, I've said it before. We've seen him at the coaches' clinic. He started going the route of the junior college, and he's getting these guys that you know either their grades or off the court stuff. They go to the junior colleges to get right, and then you know he's got they got two years left. And he started going that route. You know, I'm just going to start recruiting the best junior college player. One, they're older. You know, they're like, you know, that's a grown man. And a lot of times they're going against a freshman who's a one and done, who's a a kid and doesn't have, like, the strength yet. You could tell those two guards from Baylor, those are grown men. Those are guys that get in your face and not scared of nothing. Lights ain't too bright. They've been playing basketball probably. When you got to scratch and crawl to get your way back when you see the bottom. Which is junior college, five people in the stands. Last chance, you Netflix. That's pretty good. I, I you Best got football. me on that one. I it's good. I just finished. Well, I don't know if I finished it today, but I saw their last game, pre, the COVID when they yeah, boarded the bus yeah, and man. they were getting ready to go. It's rough. And then they got the text message: "Hey, everything shut down. Classes begin online Monday." Yeah, it's it's rough. But when you watch that, you get to see that's the bottom. Nobody's at those games with those kids' parents. Or some school, the kids in the school don't even know anybody on the basketball. You know, it's just it's per, like Prairie State. It's like nobody even knows how good the basketball team if it's good or not. But that's the bottom. Them guys are, you know, you don't have a a, a strength coach, you don't have a dietitian, you don't have a lot of them guys are eating fast food every day. You have to scratch and claw your way back. And a lot of those players on Baylor did. And not saying the reason they won. Sometimes when you have that, the guy said on, on uh, I don't know how them kids shoot with that big old chip on their shoulder. Sometimes it, it puts you over, man. Sometimes it does. And they, they just, this, from the tip, they just, they, just, they just took it to them. It was an ass whooping, man. And they just, I, it is, you know, you always find a way to climb back if that's what you really want. And those guys really showed that they wanted it. And I, and I think, who knows if that 30 day, 30 plus days off for them helped them or maybe that even ignited them a little more right. uh, to come back because when they came back, they didn't, they weren't too hot. Baylor struggled no, for the first struggled. three games. They and, really struggled. And then coming back, they were able to find it here coming in the, into the and into the tournament. So it was nice to see and I, good for that uh, the Drew family. Yeah, they were all there. there. The Valpo yeah. people. I remember no. one of the first shows we recorded. I came here after I watched Baylor. I said, I don't think anybody's going to beat Baylor. Like, and then they 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 went down, and I changed my pick to either Illinois or Gonzaga because when they came back, they didn't win the Big Twelve tournament. Oklahoma State beat them like a drum twice. I think Kansas beat them once. They kind of struggled the first couple rounds of the tournament. They just weren't the same. And I'm like, I, they don't have it. They. I, they the way they played the national championship is the way they started their first ten games. They beat the hell out of everybody. They took everyone's will, man. So I mean, I would have been interested to see that game earlier in the season. Me too. Me that too. would have been when both teams are real fresh. Yeah. yeah, I would have. I would have. But I love. I like few man. I like. I love the Zags. But it it always has been. It's just the conference is 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 weak. Okay, but. Sometimes when the teams are physical, when they bring the physicality to Gonzaga, sometimes they tend to kind of shy away. Like Sabonis, he's a great pro. He's he's a pro now, but in college he did he get pu- he got pushed. And and Timmy and those guys, that guy from Baylor was like six five. 
vital or whatever. Yeah, but he but weighed two twenty five. Yeah, but he's. But I'm saying he's. Well, how am I going to get rebounds over you? I'm going to move you out of the way and be physical. So it's 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 a difference, you know. I thought the best game of the whole tournament was UCLA against our game was fantastic. It was unbelievable. Fantastic. Twenty lead changes. Come on. What do you want? What else do you want? I mean, the Baylor slept walked. They just they beat the hell out of Houston. And what do they go do after they win easy? Go watch the Zags in a dogfight. Watch everything they're doing. What are we going to do? It, that's the best. I mean, that's the best. If you want to win, there's no better way to, to get ready for a game than watch the team go into overtime and just go into a dogfight with UCLA. And it, was, it was a perfect storm for the, for the Bears. Yeah, and it was a good ending to the season. You know, it was 1-2. That was, I think, the fifth time that's ever happened, preseason 1-2 meeting in the championship game. We just thought we would see a better game, but it was at least um, we had the matchup that we wanted to see, and it just didn't live up to expectations. But, you know, we'll see next year because I think, pre, you know, going right now, they're 1-2 going into the season yeah. next year. So let me ask you a question. Out of all all the games you watch, I mean, who's the best player you thought was in the tournament? Who's the best player in the tournament? I mean, I really like Suggs. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think his story helps with it too a little yeah. bit. But I like Suggs as well. He's good. Uh, that kid from UCLA, dude, I was just really say, impressed me. Johnny Juzang or yeah. Juzang, he's a bucket. If you need a bucket, he 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 on his back. UCLA, when it counted, I'll get you a bucket. Kentucky transfer. Another situation. Sometimes you don't get a chance to break through. Hey, we're over here. You see Nick Cronus says, hey, man, you can shoot 20 shots a game. We need you. Now the guy's going to be a lottery pick. Maybe the number one pick in the draft. They find a way. These guys, uh, you know, they work hard, and this transfer portal is getting out of control. Dude, it's, it's I don't free know agency. It's, it's basically- it, it is nuts, but at the same time, it's funny because it's a double-edged sword. I, I don't like it because I it's not telling these guys to compete. Right. You know, fight through a little adversity. Well, Adam Miller in Illinois. Yeah, Perfect but at example. the same time, right. we take a look what happened. What does Shaka Smart do? Yeah, the coaches can leave, but the players can't. Exactly, and and that's why I, I feel like with this, they're coming up with they're going to have a one-time transfer. You may transfer uh, one Once. time and without with sitting a year. I agree with that. So they're going to put this in, and I think it's really going to help the game. I think it's really going to benefit the kids because sometimes you don't go into the right situation. Sometimes you don't go into the things that you thought you were going to get and the things you were going to see. Yep. And sometimes you do need to change the scenery. And then we're talking about this Jujang from UCLA and – that's what he needed, and now he's got a chance to put himself, move himself up the draft board, and he bettered himself for it. He bettered yeah. his family for it. And we talked Adam Miller. He he was in the transfer. I don't know if he announced where he transferred to yet, but he's at Illinois. And, you know, who knows? Whatever the case is, it looked like to me that you were a starter. Curbelo outplayed you, and then you weren't a starter, and you weren't playing as much, now you're transferring. That's what it looks like to me, but that could not be the story. Yerman knew another hit, by the way. Was he hitting 700? <laughs> but uh, I just that's the part I don't he, like. He's hitting his jersey number. Yeah, he's hitting, yeah. 733. 733. Or I don't want to say his weight. <laughs> he's a big boy. He's, he's, about, he's built like a square, man. But I just don't like – I agree wholeheartedly with the whole coaching thing. I like the if they if they limit it to one, I'm with that because it's gotten out of control where guys are um, transferring every year, which is getting crazy. 
But uh, Keyshawn Williams, he he transferred too. He he's going to NIU. Yeah, I mean, um, there was over at one point this right now. There was like a thousand kids in the transfer portal. Yeah, and it's it's getting it's. Uh, I've seen it at coaching the youth sports man, and I didn't really realize how bad it was until like the last couple of years I did it doing the football and basketball. You'll have a kid who's played for six different youth football organizations. What what team's the best? I got to get over there. Oh, you're, you're too hard on me. We're running too much. They ain't doing none of that over there. That's where it starts. And the parents are cool with it. So <laughs> that's it starts there. It starts with the AAU basketball, the travel baseball. They got cooler stuff. They're going to Williamsport this year. So I'm not for a hey, forget all the stuff you taught me and and, and the, all the rapport we have with the team. I'm out. You know, and and sometimes you do have to better yourself, but I would say eight out of ten times, it's the opposite way. And it's it's frustrating because it's getting out of hand, I should well, say. Well, yeah, I mean, as a coach, it is very frustrating uh, to see, and especially in these younger kids. You know, we both have younger kids, and, you know, they're almost getting to that age where it's going to start either they're going to have to, you know, start owning up and start being a little more competitive or they're just going to have to re- realize where they're at. And you just play to enjoy – if you enjoy the game and you just want to play it and not at a high competitive level, then that's what you do, son. I'm, I'm all for it. But I want you to be happy and to realize that, you know, this stuff is uh, – we're not going to sit here and bounce around and do all this kind of stuff. If, if you can't make this team, will I try another team? Yes, of course, because you showed me interest that you want to play, but I'm not going to sit here once you're on this team. Like, that's it. This is where we're going to stay. Right. You build friendships. You have fun and, you know, just compete your tail off. And then when you compete and you try, you work really hard, good things will happen. But if you just sit there and you're just going to be average, that's what's going to, that's what the story's going to be. Yeah. Like you said, uh, Silas is nine. Davis is nine. So it's like right now, until you're like 12, 13, you really need to start thinking, hey, what are we going to do? But right now, like I said, practice just started. Hey, it's nice even seeing them, you know, get together with other kids and talking and laughing because for a year you didn't get to see it. So I like it, but, you know, I'm in the crowd. I'm saying, hey, look here. This isn't a goof around session either, you know. These coaches, even though if they're nicer or doing it just for fun, hey, we're treating it. We go out and work. You treat it like work, blah, blah, blah. But it seems like it's so early on, man. It's I, I seen like I'm a coach in junior varsity, and I see like the widgets. And I'm like, dude, what happened to half your team? Well, you know, half of them went to so-and-so because, well, I'm running them too much. But, and I'm just like, dude, I don't even want to hear no more. So it's like it's becoming almost like a business so early on, man, I just can't. It's just crazy. It's so crazy. And we wonder why, like, we got the problems we have. You know, you coached at Bloom, and I went there. How many kids out of the Bloom's district do you see playing in all these other high schools? And I'm like, dude, if you guys all just went to Bloom and, and just played together at, the, at the feeder programs, the high school was pretty, pretty good. Because you know who does that? Lincoln Way. And you know what Lincoln Way does? They win state championships. Come on. Like, get with it. They, they don't want to hear it, though. Yeah, it's so funny when you go out and you go talk to these kids and you see all this. And and it, it, it's funny because you know where they live. And they'll tell you, well, yeah, I'm looking at 
X, Y, and Z school. I'm looking at ABC school. I'm looking at, you know, yeah, one, th- two, three school. College, this is high and school. I, and I'm like, <laughs> well, first of all, I don't know how you're doing that. That's another, you know, that's another public. And I'm just like, well, I mean, you guys are moving? Great. Yeah. But it's just like, it, it, it's, it is telling that this stuff happens. Yep. And it's just like, you know, why don't you stay home? Why don't you have fun with your friends? You make the most of it. Right. And, you know, and people can say, well, you're, you're double standard. You didn't go to your home school. I said, no, but, you know, when I was younger, I played uh, football for private because I was too big. I couldn't play public. I, I was over the weight limit. Yeah. And I played with these guys, and we built a relationship, and they all said they were going to Marion Catholic. So guess what I did? Right. I went to Marion Catholic with all my buddies because I knew that we were a pretty good football team. And if we it's, got it's 100% with the, true because all the other brothers went to Trail. Right? Other than Ernie. Other than Ernie, yeah. But, but Matt, Mark, you know what I mean? That's that's the truth. I mean, you're like, hey, you build a rapport with somebody, just like the travel baseball programs. A lot of those kids end up at Marion or Providence, you know, because the you know the baseball programs are so good, you know. But yeah, the only way you can go where you want to go and live anywhere is private. But you got kids saying like they're going to put on a damn high school hat. <laughs> is it HF? Is it Bloom? Or is it dude? Well, what are you yeah, talking they, about? I mean, when you look at some of these kids twitters it's hilarious oh i know man. but you know at the same time i guess they want the best though too so can you like can you say hey you don't want your kid to have the best but it, it's a, it's the double-edged sword it is yeah but i just like i don't like when they get somewhere that they're ready or as soon as they have their foot in the door they're ready to step out the door. That's the one thing I don't and, and like. And I don't like they don't, you know what, it's either a tough coach, things didn't go your way, you're not the star, any kind of adversity, they're gone. And that's partly what you said with one foot in, one foot out. If you're halfway out the door, any little thing that happens, they bounce. And the going gets tough, they're gone. And to me, once you got that, you pretty much have that reputation, you're done. You're, you're so done. Because the Modelo sign was there. Yeah, and then and then it had uh, it had a one thirteen exit velocity. Whoa. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know what else you want to talk about? I know I'm a big golf guy. Can we talk about the Masters a little bit? Let's do it. I'm I'm here for uh, moral support. Okay, he's here for moral support. <laughs> but like I said, spring is the greatest time. All it's this awesome. stuff is going on. But the Masters is uh, for me is must see TV. Yes. I can't take my eyes off it. Me, the big dummy, woke up this morning. I thought it usually started like at 6.30, first tea times at 6.30, or the ceremony tea, tea office happening. Guess what? What? Didn't happen. No? No. I'm sitting there. I got up. Got up with Palmer this morning, 5 o'clock. Palmer's the dog's name after the golf legend, I'm assuming? Yes, after the okay. golf legend. Uh and fed him, played with him. Like, okay, you got to go nap. Yep. It's time for to take a nap. A little too early. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't start till about 8 o'clock. And uh, I haven't stopped watching it. I'm sitting there at practice. I got one earbud in, listening to it <laughs> on my phone. Um, 
you know, I, I just love to see what happens because, you know, this is a golf course that they – it's the only one they play for the major at one location every year. It's always the same location. Augusta, Georgia. So everybody gets to know this. Everybody gets to lay out of land. It's usually the advantage to the people who've been there multiple times. And uh, you go because you really under you really have to understand the layout of the land because the undulations of the green. If you miss it by one inch, that ball can be rolling in the water. It can be rolling off the green, back of the green, and it, it just makes it for um, must see TV for me and all the golf fans. You know when you get to watch that guy put on that green jacket at the end, green jacket, gold jacket. Who gives a shit, right? Man, I'm telling you, the green jacket is the biggest. It's the biggest deal. As far as like, I'm like the cat. I'll watch golf sometimes on the Sundays. You know, the the last day. As a casual fan, when when the when it rolls around with the green jacket special, it's special. Who's got the most? Do you know? Got the most green jackets? I don't know. Asking. That's a great question. I think it's it's got to be. I think it's Jack. Is it Jack? Yeah, okay. Jack with four. I think Tiger has. No, oh, Tiger's Tiger may got have two or three, right? Four or five, maybe. Oh, he's got that many? Yeah, Tiger wow. wins this one. <laughs> hey, I, as much as I like it, you stumped me, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got to be Tiger or Jack. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I, it's, just, it's just something about the green jacket. The guy that won it the year before puts on the new guy. Special, man, because I remember Phil putting on Tiger, and they've had the rivalry, and it's it's awesome, you know? It is. It is awesome to see, and... And like I think I Happy say, Gilmore got to put it on one time, too. <laughs> <laughs> that's that gold jacket. Oh, that's the gold jacket. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I thought you meant the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Fame, when you said gold oh. jacket. I didn't know what the fuck was going on there. Yeah, that's but that Happy, Happy won it. Yeah, yeah after he got won. hit by the cart, right? The cart <laughs> ran him over. A famous putt at the end, so. Yeah, but. Free subway for life. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got, uh, you know, you got some favorites up there. Dustin Johnson, uh, Jordan Speed. Who won the last major? Was it just. They were just talking about him on the radio that he can win back to backs, or is it back to back Masters? Patrick Reed won the Masters last year. Okay. Um, That's what they were talking about. I then. think, I don't know what's the last major they played. I can't remember because it got all screwed up last US year. Open, maybe? That was in the summer. Uh, it's usually in the summer, but it got all jacked yeah, up. I think it might have been the last one, the U.S. Open. And they played it, and they had to change venues and go to California. Um, it might have been Dustin Johnson. Yeah, I think because they were saying that it, it's rare that you win back-to-back majors, and he has a chance because he's p- golfing good right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Justin Thomas is up there, you know, taking a look. But, you know, starting out here, Justin Rose, good old Englishman, is out here making a run. You know, before we when we started the show, he was at 7-under. Don't know where he's at right now, but I will check. How about um, the old fan favorite, old Tin Cup? Uh Bryson DeChambeau. Big, big Bryson. That's Mikey's guy. Yeah. Uh, he finished four over for the day. Okay. Yeah, that's a Scuffled long ball a hitter. Bit. Yeah. A little happy Gilmore. Yeah, he's Jet. Was it uh, Daly? John Daly? Oh, just, just grip shoot. it and rip it. Yeah, grip it and rip it, baby. Yeah, he got his. What he? Um, I don't know if you guys seen the video of VJ Singh. So if you ever win a Masters, you you get to play it as long as you want. Okay. So you can. You can come. It, you, you always can play. BJ Singh won. He still plays it. Uh, and they were on the practice tee. And Bryson DeChambeau was swinging his driver. He got it up to 140 miles per hour. Wow. And 
the look on BJ Singh's face was priceless. I mean, it was just like watching a a race car. You know, it, his head moved so fast as that swing went to watch the ball, and then his mouth just dropped wide open. It was just, <laughs> it was so funny how amazed he was by the golf baller whacker guy Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> he he looks like he could be playing left tackle this year and getting drafted in the first round. I mean. I'd, I'd take him right now on the Bears, put him inside, put him uh, outside, wherever. I was going to say, we're going to take a risk. Is it a- <laughs> hey, seventh round, why not? I'd take Jalen Suggs, play quarterback, <laughs> take him in the seventh yeah, round. Yeah, did you see them highlights? What about that? that Young was, fella can ball, man. That was pretty impressive. So, I mean, we can, you know, my pick for the uh, Masters, I always like to pick a, a, a sleeper and then like a, you know, like kind of like a favorite. But my sleeper, I was telling it, uh, my buddy last night, I said, you got to go with Webb Simpson. I like what he's doing. He's actually tied for fourth right now. So you can even, I'll give you his number. You can call him. And that's why I said, put some money on because it is supposed to rain. So you're looking kind of for a straight hitter who kind of puts the ball in play, doesn't get himself in trouble, and they can make some putts. And then uh, I, I was going with JT, and I don't even know where he's at. I He's not on the leaderboard as we speak, so that one, I, I think I screwed that one up. So Well, you can, what is the guy's name, Webb Simpson? Yes, Webb Simpson. So listen, uh, in Illinois and in Indiana, if you get your app, we'll get, get any kind of app you want. You have a little uh, stimulus money left hanging around. Nick's giving you a dark horse, probably get some good odds on him. Get get a little future on him to win the, uh, the, win the uh, tournament here. Well, Justin Thomas is only one over for, so he's not out of it yet. Hey, but if you live wager Justin Thomas, you say, hey, maybe you have another, another co- couple good days, my odds might be in your favor right now. So Yeah, you might you get go. a little more than you did when you at the beginning of the tournament. There you go. So, and then speaking of that, you know, they, they, they Jalen Suggs, maybe we'll, you know, we'll go over to the NFL oh, and kind of like we've been getting. The draft is right around the corner. We've I can been smell getting, it. We've been getting hot takes Every week, every time we come Woo! on, we have a hot take. We have a hot take? Yes, sir. I mean, here we had Darnold getting traded to the Panthers Yep, for a bag of peanuts. Nothing. Second round and a sixth round. That's it. That's it. So, I mean, so like, as Zach a Bears Wilson. fan, as a Bears fan, what do we – I mean, how do you feel as a Bears fan? I As a Bears fan, I want to say why do we still have the GM that's – that we have, why is he still there, and why is this coach still there? Because I believe, I truly, truly believe, Sam Darnold could be someone's franchise quarterback. I believe he could be Carolina's franchise quarterback. Now, he's linking back up with Joe Brady, who was the OC with Burrow at LSU. He's hooking up with Joe Brady, and he's hooking back up with uh, Robbie Anderson, who was in it, um, the Jets, who had, his, had really good years there. And I, I like what Matt Rule's doing. They're drafting the right way. A lot of guys up front, offensive and de- defensive side of the ball. I truly believe that for a franchise quarterback, they gave a fucking nothing up. I believe Sam Darnold could be their franchise guy. I honestly believe that. I don't, I don't disagree with you, but with that being said, that he might be the franchise guy. They oh, went out last year. Don't do it to him. Don't do it to they him. They signed. Teddy. Teddy Bridgewater Teddy for two gloves. $44 million, right? Yeah. They got it. They got themselves a Nick Savole situation going on over there. <laughs> the backup making all that money. So at least I, I feel like they did him 
at least some justice where they said, hey, man, go ahead and explore. Tell your, tell your agent to see what's out there. Maybe yeah. there is something for you. I don't know if there is. I don't know if there ain't, but if if I'm I and I I'm I'm just saying this. I can see Teddy. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, who wants my pick? Who wants my pick? Because the heir apparent to Matt Ryan is Teddy, baby. Get Teddy back in the dome. He did good when he was with New Orleans, filling in for Breeze in the dome. He rocks the gloves, baby. He played in at Louisville. Warm weather can play in Atlanta. I think Teddy would be so money there, man, because they already got pretty good receivers. Even if Julio leaves, they got Ridley. And I think Atlanta can get a ransom for their pick because someone's going to overpay to try to get up there to get Mac Jones or uh, or um, the guy from uh, North Dakota State or even the guy from Ohio State, Justin Fields. I think Atlanta can get a ransom, slide back a few picks, draft pits, and trade for Teddy, baby. And Atlanta will just turn it right around. Telling you. Well, yeah, I mean, he can sit. I mean, he'll have to sit for two more years. They owe Matt Ryan a lot of money for these next two years. Well, this who's year's not. Matt Ryan might not get moved to. No, um, they're not to flip the whole be, thing. because it's just too much money. There's Think too. So? Yeah, I, the way I looked into it, it's way too much money. He's going to take like a thirty, like a thirty-six million dollar cap hit next year. So if not Atlanta. What other team could inquire about Teddy? John Payton maybe take him back? I think he said on Jameis Winston. I don't think Jameis Winston is a terrible quarterback. I mean, he's thrown for 5,000 yards. Yeah. But he some threw to for his own team, some 30, to the other. Yeah, he <laughs> threw 30 interceptions, though. That's yeah. the problem. And I think Sean Payton, once you dial it in, I think if he would have had another year with, with – uh, Good old Bruce and and uh, uh, Brian Leftwich, he he they could have t- dialed him in a little bit more. If if the Bears wouldn't have signed Andy Dalton, I'd go trade for Teddy and a heart. Well, that's the guy they wanted. Yeah, they wanted him in free agency. Yeah, but all all we hear as Bears fans is what Andy. They're telling us Andy Dalton is who the guy we wanted, but we didn't want to offer him that money last year. So what the hell's the difference? Oh my God, it's 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 a fucking mess now. I also could see Teddy going to Houston. Deshaun mm. Watson, it ain't looking good. As, as far as the old Deshaun, now that we got girls, now they're talking. Summer's not scared to talk. I'm, hey, I'm out. We're talking. Dude, if he flew these girls in and there's a paper trail, he's, and it's not looking good. Really no, and, and everybody, all his endorsements have been pulling everything. And Nike pulled, yeah. Beats pulled. So it's not looking. They know what's going on. They don't want this... This I'm is just scary. trying to think around the league, you know, like I also can, you know, if you look at what a play, a team like maybe Pittsburgh, you know, Ben's going to one more year. If he hurt, gets hurt, why not Teddy, man? Teddy could be the backup for one year. You think about teams like that, then you don't have to draft a quarterback. And he's right there. I, I like Teddy. I think he's good enough to get you in the playoffs. And I tell you what, he would be, he'd be excellent. With Mike Tomlin, I think Mike I like Tomlin. That fit, man. It would it would be a great fit, I think, for him. He I honestly just, think he would be good with the Patriots if they didn't. I mean, even though they brought Cam back, it wasn't for that much. I think he would be good in that system too, because Teddy takes care of the ball. Bills, hey, don't turn it over, Teddy. That's one thing Teddy will do. Teddy takes care of it, man. Dude, he was fifth in the league last year in in efficiency. I mean, he, he's sixty nine point four percent. 
Yeah, he, Teddy. Teddy's good, man. I I like him. I like him. Now, as far as Carolina, now you have, you still have their first round pick, which is a high pick, right? That'd be top. Yeah, 10. someone. I, you know what I've been reading is that's where the Bears. They had some people have the Bears swapping first rounders with Carolina. Correct, and giving them another one. They try up to get who? For one of the if if Trey Lance is there. Oh. We're gonna have fools. So I, but I mean, I think. Let me tell you, if one of the quarterbacks is there, I don't even care. Even Mac Jones, I think they do it too. Not Justin Fields. I, I, you can't take no Ohio State quarterback, man. They cannot. Please don't do that. I'll, I'll take a flyer on Lance. Didn't see much of him. They played one game. I'll take a flyer on him, or I take a flyer on any Ohio State QB. Mac Jones, I'll take. But if it's not going to cost you much, I'll take it. But if you can't trade up and you ain't getting the one or two, obviously you're not getting one. But I, and now you ain't getting Wilson either because the Jets just showed their cards. That pick ain't up for sale. You know who's going to get a, a steal is whoever dr- drafts my boy Penny Sewell from Oregon because that guy's a top five talent. Well, and he's going to slide because of the quarterbacks. Well, yeah, and then you have Pitts too sliding. You've seen his pro day. He's nuts. He's absolutely nuts. Between those two. And the kid that sat out that was a receiver for LSU. Chase. Jamar the, Chase. These guys, do you think there are going to be those first four picks, do you think they're going to be quarterbacks yeah. taken? Yeah. Because I think Atlanta moves out of that pick. And Frisco's number to. three. They're taking, I think they're going to take Mac Jones. Frisco. I know, and Lynch doesn't want that. Doesn't. But Shanahan's all about it. Yeah, well, who else do you think Shanahan's going to take? Lance? That would be. I don't. He's think, more of a fit in the system. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Fields is his guy. No. I think it's Mac Jones. I think or Fields Lance. runs too much for that system. He's he'll take off and run too much. Shanahan, like bootleg and throw it. You know, let it loose. You're you you throw the ball. You know, because I know he had RG three that year when he's with his dad. But I mean, he's seen firsthand. You you take too much of that, you're done. You know, ruin your career. But I think I think he wants Mac Jones or Lance. I don't think Fields is his guy. I thought Fields was maybe going to be Atlanta's guy because maybe he could sit behind Matt Ryan for a couple years, and then you get you know the fans will be all they'll dig him, you know, and all that. Yeah, but now you have to with with San Francisco moving up. Atlanta has to get rid of that pick. Yeah, has to get multiple Dude, picks. You can get a, a ransom for somebody that wants a quarterback. You can get a dra- uh, draft day Kevin Costner ransom for that pick, man. They have to move back. And then Carolina's up there. They're 10. They're top f- eight. They're top 10. Yeah, they're eight. And Miami's back in there somewhere. Yeah, they, they- jump back up to six. Yeah, okay. So Miami's there. Okay. Yeah, man. And who knows what they're going to do? They might move up if, they- if maybe Fields falls or something. Or a little too, uh, uh, you know, if he- in case he gets hurt. Because Magic's gone, and whew, man, the draft, dude, I love the draft. This year's been like the NBA. I, it's there's so much shit going on. I there's can't even so take much it. movement. There's never been a year that I remember all four quarterbacks are going to go like top five. Never, I've never seen it. No, and, not at all. And if you ask me, two are solid, and two are, eh, I don't know. Well, I think the last time it happened, I think it was with uh, Achilles Sm- oh, Smith. That, I think it was Couch. Draft? Tim Couch, Achilles Smith. It went one, two, and three. Draft. There was three in a row. I remember that draft. I, was I, McNabb in that draft? Yep. McNabb was in that draft out of Syracuse. 
It was a number two. I think he was a number two pick. Kelly Smith went to the Bengals. Tim Couch went to the Browns, obviously, right? Yeah. Number one out of Kentucky. Let's see if I got it right. I'm 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 jumping Nick's, on this. Nick's looking at it. Couch out of Kentucky, McNabb out of Cuse, and Achilles Smith actually went to Oregon, but he went to the Bengals. Five, oh, man. five QBs, man. They're saying maybe all five straight five picks like that. That's, uh, that's just crazy. Think, who do you think? Sunshine will be the best one? Oh, yes, I, I do, but I, there's a lot of rumbling that Zach Wilson is Aaron Rodgers-esque. I watch his pro day. I know it's in shorts, and he's making throws. He's got a cannon. I always... I, I'm going to ask you this. Are you a firm believer of... So, Darnold, California guy, obviously went to USC. Warm, warm, warm weather. Are you a firm believer of those guys that just kind of don't get it done in, in the cold weather? Like going to the New York, playing all those games outside in cold? Like he, he probably never played that his whole life. No, I, I... That doesn't bother me. No? Because if you take a look, you have... Aaron Rodgers is a guy. He's done it. He's but played. But he didn't do it right away, though. He didn't start playing right away. I know. I mean, he sat on the sidelines in Lambo watching Favre. Them fucking games are cold, man. I mean, you get. A, I got to know you get accustomed to it. We were right. You, you, it was Couch, McNabb, and Smith. That was the draft then. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. Was let me let me ask you one thing. Was Plexico Burris in that draft? I know he's after that. He's got to be a, after that. Out of Michigan State? Yeah, it has to be, because I'm going to have okay. to look up the 99 draft now. Yeah, now we got to look that up. Because I, I can remember getting cards that year, like buying cards. And I remember had, I want to say Plaxico Burris was in that, in that draft class. No. No? Oh, what's going on with... Uh... You know, it, it, this draft is going to be interesting. I think we're going to have to dissect this thing, and we're going to have to jump in here. We're gonna like, we might have to have on. a – yeah, Part one and part two, maybe part three. <laughs> I, I, I was just going to say we might have to have, like, uh, Zoom meetings or something um, because we're not going to be able to meet and dissect all this and go through these things and take a look and get all our research. Can, um, can we make the draft show – let me ask you one question. Can we do a live sports guy show? You know, us video, getting video recorded, watching the draft, doing a live show. What, what do you think about being, that being our first live show? I think that would be pretty cool. It's at the end of this month. Right? I think we can probably make it work. Think we can make it work? I mean, the setup we got right now, you know, it's, I mean, we're, we're right here. Oh, it's the greatest setup it. right here oh. that you got going on right now. This is awesome. I, I think we can do it. I mean, we don't. We're not in the studio. We're just in my living room. Got a little folding table, two chairs, but got the big screen going. Computers rolling. I mean, it could be like a draft war room. We could have our own sports guys draft war room. I'm gonna get the whiteboard. I'm bringing the whiteboard over here. I'm, oh, getting, I'll, I'm putting hey, my. We'll put it on the board. We'll, I'll post it up. Maybe we'll put it back there so you can see it hanging in the background in the camera. We gotta go up. Maybe we'll just. Maybe we'll buy the. There's got to be a draft board kit. 
yeah, the magnets. Yeah, or the maybe like when stickers, you do your fantasy. Uh, fantasy draft. Maybe they might have one for the NFL. I mean, draft. we're gonna put our power rankings up there. We're gonna fill in who gets drafted. And a side note: the best, one of the best things the NFL ever done was put this first round on a Thursday night. And the only round. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, this is. I used to watch it. It's when I was a kid. CTV. When I was a kid, when it was 30 minutes or 15 minutes between picks, I used to sit there and waste the whole fucking Saturday watching because I'm like, I watch all these guys in college. It means more to you when you watch and play in college. If you don't watch college, and it don't mean shit to you. But it means a lot to you, man, when you watch these guys play because you want to see where they go. And I'm like, man, I remember this guy. They were talking like a safety from Ole Miss. I'm like, I remember him hitting the shit out of everybody. You know, you just remember those guys. But I love it. Big board in the back. Nick's top five. <laughs> it's be like Mayock and Kuiper right here. I, do we have to wear a shirt and tie? No. You can wear if you got a jersey one. You can wear the, <laughs> you can wear the shirt one. No, the, we, the shirt tuxedo. Go relax, right? Yeah. Be you. Yeah. Be you, Mad Naggy. Be you. Be, yeah, be you. <laughs> I, if I had long enough hair that slicked back, I'd slick it back like the count, like uh, Kuiper. But I, no, I it's it's awesome. I love the draft. Yeah, but we have to I figure it. it. We have to figure this out. I have to dive into this a little more. We're gonna have to do like like you said, meet the weekend before. Dissect, get our get our power rankings going. Yeah, I think we might have to take a week off instead yeah. of uh, recording a show, or maybe we do like a little fifteen minute show that week or something, quick twenty minutes. Anything uh, big that happens, we could we could yeah cover it. Yeah, and then we'll just spend our our, our draft because football's winding down for you, right? Yeah, yeah, at the end, of, well, it's probably I think. My game, my last game will be the weekend before the draft because I think it's like the 26th or something like that. Okay, 27th. so maybe that Sunday. My 23rd, we have the, 23rd is our last game. So that Sunday we have the power rank. We do our our own meet. You know, I think I'm thinking taco truck. I mean, we got to eat. We, we got to be. Yeah, we got to hey, eat. We get it. Shout out Wancho's Tacos. Wancho's Tacos, Taco Truck. So. Get the gordita dipping tacos, not so much. Not a fan. Oh, I was gonna ask if you tried those. You know, they're just—it's a little too much. It's just a lot of stuff going on. Really greasy, man. Yeah. Gordita's the right amount of grease for me. I need it, but I don't need it that much. The dipping tacos—you want you to dip it in there, and it's—it gets all. I mean, it's all right. Only problem, I went the other day. Got to gordita. Oh boy, a little hard. Was it hard? Hard, and they cut it a little thin. Mess. It, well, it's, it just falls apart. Yeah. It just falls apart like when you get a bad bun for like a pulled pork sandwich. It's just, what are you going to do? One bite and the thing is just all over the place, you know? I got one gordita one time, and in the bottom, you, you can't eat it. It's just so hard that it's like, man, come on. Yeah. Now, was it the lady and the guy in there? Or was it, because I've been there. Yeah, it was when the lady the B and the guy. team was there, there's a B team oh, on okay. the weekends, on Sundays, and late on Saturday, there is definitely a Wancho's Tacos B team, and it ain't right. They got, she knows my, my order by heart, too. She knows exactly what I get, and I give her a tip every time, too. She hooks it up. She don't charge me for avocado, either. So, yeah. And that's my girl in there. So well, that's good. She hooks it up. But, hey, we got to get something to eat. I, I like this. I like where this is going. Yeah, well, maybe we'll get, like, a little tacos and then wings, pizza. It's like, I mean, wings. Yeah. We we'll just I, make a mess of ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I throw I'll, throw, I'll throw those on the, I'll throw those on the smoker, man. Oh, smoke wings even are better. fantastic. I oh, think yeah. they're yeah, they're my favorite now. Oh man, they're good. I'm they got a different fan. taste to them. Get the skin nice and like crispy. Yeah, you know, 
if people are trying to get into doing it, you can't overcook wings. If you cook them a little long, it's all right. It's not like cooking chicken breast or whatever. If it goes past 165, 175, 180, it don't matter. The skin will just get more crispy, and it'll be fine. Just don't burn them bad boys. That's all. No. Stay away from that. But this will wrap up the show. Uh, this will wrap up the Southside Sports, guys. Uh, if you Until anything, next man, time. Yeah, just let us know. Yeah, we'll get the draft. We'll get the draft show going. We got a few weeks. Any, like you said, any big things? Uh, we'll we'll come on next week and talk about. Maybe just recap the baseball teams real quick. Maybe a little bit of Bulls next week. They're starting. We to do. Get, they're yeah. starting to get rolling a little bit. Well, now. it is April, so I mean, we did. This is when everything starts to pick up here. Yeah, they they made the big trade. We talked about it. They're starting to roll now. They won a couple games, and yeah, I like the, I like what they're doing. I like what they're doing. So. Yeah, so maybe we will focus on the uh, the Bulls next week and, and talk a little more NBA. Maybe we'll we'll get the standings and going forward type stuff. That sounds like a good plan. Sounds good. We'll see you guys next time. All right, peace.